This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Fear is not here. What is here is excitement. I am finally living my dreams as a young child and am living my life, being, doing, and having what it is that I came to this earth to be, do, and have, which is a healer. I am here to bring people back to themselves by my example, my life story, my journey, and my love. It is truly amazing what love, if you allow it, will and can do for you. It is because I am willing and over time became to know that I am worthy to live a life of peace, joy, happiness, oneness, true love, abundance, good health, and more. I would not turn back for anything in the world. Valeria Telles interviews Heather Buzzard, the author of two books, Five Pillars for Life or Death, What Are You Choosing?, and the ebook, Eight Easy Steps to Improve Your Life Now. Adopt a child and raised in a family where Heather Buzzard had to find out who she was, where she came from, and all that led Heather on her spiritual path. She grew up in a house that taught spirituality versus religion, which she feels has given her a running start. Heather Buzzard is a published author, a life coach healer, and Reiki healer. Her Buzzard Corner of Love radio weekly show broadcast, I Am a Prayer Warrior, and uses herself and her experiences of life to assist others in becoming aware of who and whose they are. Meet Heather at buzzardscorner.com. Here's the interview with Heather Buzzard. In your own words, who is Heather Buzzard? I am a spiritual woman whose purpose here is to be, do, and have love. I have chosen to be an open vessel for spirit. And by that, I mean by choosing to forgive old hurts, let go of past resentments and things of that nature. So that way I could move into being a life coach healer. Mm-hmm. I'm a life coach healer. I'm a radio show host. I'm a published author. I'm a spiritual prayer warrior. And I am one who is here to advance the kingdom of God consciously and using myself as an example of that. I I share a lot of my personal life with my angels and my listeners because I'm a big believer in public declaration. When did you discover that, Heather, that was a moment in time or a process, a journey to get to these understandings you have now? It was a process and a journey. I can remember I was 18 And for those who don't know me, I was adopted as a baby at six weeks old. Now I understand that I was set forth in freedom. Yet growing up, I didn't understand that. I was six weeks old when I was adopted. 
and I'm a black woman and I was adopted by a white family. So as I was growing up, I didn't understand, you know, what happened to my mom and dad, what happened to my parents and whatnot. And my mother who raised me, you know, her way of fixing herself was to adopt black children, yet her way of life helped me be who I am today, determined to stand my ground, to walk my spiritual path. Because at 18, when my parents had kicked me out, I was no longer the little black girl with the white parents and the black society didn't accept me either. So I didn't know what way to go. So I got on the spiritual path and it is the spiritual path that has saved my life. It always goes back to the spirit, doesn't it? Yeah. Almost definitely. Right. Most right. definitely. And let me, let me just say this as I yeah. was, as I was uncovering and walking my dark night of the soul through all of this, I was also asking God for my birth parents to mm. find my birth parents because yeah. I needed to complete who I was. Right. And I, I say that to all my listeners. It starts with you first. If you're trying to fix somebody else and you aren't fixed, it won't work. True. It has to start with self. And that is self-love. It isn't selfish. It is self-love. And that's what Buzzard's Corner of Love stands for, self-love. And I'm a living example of it. I love that. I have to use the same word. So now that we are talking about self-love, one of my favorite topics ever, talk to me about some ways that we can explore, cultivate self-love in a simple way even. First word, forgiveness. Forgiveness is freedom. And I will tell you this, this is not a coincidence that I was doing forgiveness work in this last week, just before this interview, I had to really feel the pain of something that happened 30 years ago in order to release it. And that's the step that a lot of people don't choose to take. You have to feel it to release it. Yet once you feel it and you release it, you will never, ever, ever have to deal with it again. That's where the freedom comes into play. And that goes back to how worthy do you think you are? Mm. You believe and feel that you're worthy enough to be free. So self-love, self-worthness, yeah, everything is connected. I agree. Forgiveness is a huge part of that, starting with self first. For everything that you did, did do, or shoulda, or woulda, coulda, or didn't do, or what somebody said, or what you didn't say, or what could have been, or Mm. I tell you, one thing that I don't do is coulda, woulda, shoulda myself because the past <laughs> is over. I do my best to stay in the present. I've been practicing to not even think about the future, to just be in the moment. And being in the moment, like you said, it helps life flow easier. Your mind isn't tied up in being somewhere else or thinking some other problems. It really does help life flow easier. This is something that would you say is a practice for life? Almost definitely. It's a way of life. It becomes a lifestyle. And I, I just said that to my listeners the other week on, on the show. I said, Angels, the more you do it, the less you will have to because it will become a lifestyle. I've been walking this path, what, 35 years? I can't imagine my life any other way. Today, if something's wrong with me, I go to that forgiveness work because I know that that's what it is. It's something within me that needs to be released and let go. And it's just become a way of life. And I'm happy. Mm, I'm happy. Yes. I laugh all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
It makes sense because the more we release, the lighter we become. And lightness has to do with playfulness, with joy, yes. of course. Yeah. I do have a question for you about yeah, the release of the pain. What are some of the methods that you have used that you feel are effective, highly effective when finding and releasing pain? This past week, the methods I used was I work with a lot of the moon energies, full moon energy mm. and the new moon energy. So if, if anybody listening is a believer in moon energies, those are powerful energies. Full moon, you do the releasing. The, the new moon, you do your creation. I use a lot of moon energy. Yet for forgiveness work, I write letters to myself. I write letters to the person that I'm forgiving. In fact, I've got a love letter to write to myself mm-hmm. regarding the person mm-hmm. that I'm forgiving and what it is that I love about them. And I also sitting, meditating, being still, trusting and believing that there's really not anything to do except allow it to be released. A lot of writing, a lot of writing. Prayer works. I use silent unity. This is a prayer line that I have. I use consistently. We don't think that prayer is powerful, but yet prayer is the most powerful energy in this universe. I believe. Do you see a difference between prayer and meditation, Heather, or are they somehow the same? I believe prayer is when you're asking, meditation is when you're receiving. Right, right. For me, in meditation, I'm being still and allowing the unseen energies to work, and I am receiving life. I'll give you an example of what I mean by receiving life. The other day, I went out to run. Well, I've been looking for a car. And I know that when you're in alignment with life, life comes to you. Right. This yeah. car came to me. The person came to me with this vehicle. I didn't have to seek this out. When I get this car tomorrow, this car is coming to me. They're bringing it to my house. When you're in alignment with life, life comes to you. Mm-hmm. There is nothing to chase. I also have to mention this, though, too. The paradigm, life's paradigm. For years, we thought we had to do something so that we could have something, so that we could be something. Mm, Yet in this fifth dimensional energy, we have to be kind and do things from that kind heart space to have kindness. Mm. So it's a lot easier. I love that too. Uh, This idea of just being from that space, everything else arises and flourishes. It does. Yeah. It does. Yet it takes trust. Yeah. True. Yes. It does. Would you say trust in ourselves or? Trust in inner voice, trust in your own choices, trust in the unseen energies, because you can't touch it, see it, feel it, look at it or anything. You have to know Mm. that it's worth it. Talk to me a bit more about the uh, forgiveness. Do you connect that with um, self-acceptance and acceptance, surrender? Most definitely. And I will tell you, I will share with you why I do that, because growing up in the household that I grew up in, my mother uh, had a prejudiced attitude toward Black people. That prejudice rubbed off on me, my sister, who also was adopted from another set of parents, and her two natural boys. So we all got it in some way, shape, or form. Yet for me, it was against my own race of people. So I had to do a lot of forgiveness and accepting of myself yeah. that it was okay for me to be a Black woman, that I wasn't a bad person that I wasn't going to be all the things that my mother told me I would be growing up. It took a long time. And let me tell you, I spent 35 years trying to prove to her 
what she said. And I had to let that go. Right. And it's in the letting go that freedom comes into play. Yet it's because of that that I have accepted who I am. I'm 50 years young now. I am a beautiful, powerful <laughs> Black woman. And I love me. We need more of this energy out there. Thank you so much, Heather, for being this yes. expression of truth. Yes. And it isn't an arrogance. It's a humility. Right. It is a humility. Yeah. 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 To know that you are love itself, actually. You are loved by, I mean, what is not love, really? <laughs> from, in my eyes, everything is spiritual. Everything comes from love. So it's kind of, yeah, it doesn't make sense when we see the self-hatred and the opposite happening. It's an imbalance, isn't it? It's not natural. Oh, yeah, it definitely is an imbalance, which is why this earth is balancing itself back out again. You know, why all of this is happening. Because the earth and the universe isn't going to allow humans to unbalance it to a point where it can't come back into balance. I truly do. And speaking of balance, I would love to hear from you your perspective on the feminine energies, the divine feminine. Well, <laughs> interesting that you asked about that because I just wrote an article today on our blog site about feminine energy. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I had a journey with feminine energy. I'm a Libra. And that's a feminine energy. Yet Virgo is what which is the male energy. And I had to untwist my thinking because I always grew up thinking that feminine energy was weakness. So I had to untwist my thinking and realizing that the feminine energy really is the power of God. Mm-hmm. The minute to do that. Yet I tell you, with the feminine energy, you have softness, compassion, joy understanding, security, expansion, prosperity, mm-hmm. lightheartedness. I could go on forever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yes. So everything starts in the consciousness. Everything starts there. So I, I had to change my consciousness, change your thinking, change your life. I love that. I, I mean, it just resonates true to me. And even when I think about the balance between the masculine and the feminine, the feminine attributes just they are more pronounced in a way. I think we'll have a more yeah more loving world, right? A less competition, more collaboration. It would be a different reality. And that's really really sounds like the feminine would it rises above the masculine. And not that they don't need each other because they do. Nothing can exist really without these opposites. There's something about the feminine that's just, um, yeah, that inspires that word balance, harmony, peace. If you think about feminine energy, all children are born from a woman. Mm, yeah. I've never heard of a man having a baby. Right, right. That's feminine energy right, right. there in itself. Right. Creation, and right. Mm. Creation. It's, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Yet, well, we as humans, I believe, have gotten so caught up in the world. And we women, I can remember back in the 80s, I was 12, 13, be a man, be out there, be like a man, get out there and be a man. And that's when I believe a lot of the femininity for women fell off. I can remember my era. I grew up being a man. I was going to be out there and, you know, do what a man does. And we've lost that softness because of that. Yeah, and I agree. Trying to fit in the, the the masculine model, right, in being that, I agree. Which now I believe there's going to be a balance of the masculine and the feminine. 
yeah. which is why here in the United States, we have a male and a female president and vice president. Mm. That's what I take it as, a balance. Oh, wow. That's an interesting manifestation of that reality, right? Okay. For the yeah. first time. True. For the I first didn't think time. about that, right? And she's a black woman. People started where? In Africa. That's where oh. man was created. Oh, my God, Heather. You, you gave him goosebumps. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, right. Oh, boy. We're just returning back to who we are. Yeah. God put us down here to love, have fun, run, skip, joy, <laughs> and you know, be joyful and to help uplift and advance the kingdom of God. God didn't put us down here to fight and hoard and be jealous and kill and steal right. and all of the negative right. that we have. Yeah. That's the evil. That's fear-based yes. living. I do have a question for you about God. When you say God, what is your understanding of what God is, who and what God is? To me, my understanding of God is love. Yeah. Love, the energy. God is an energy. To me, God isn't a person sitting in the sky taking notes and all that. That isn't God to me. Right. To me, God is an energy of love. God is an energy of positiveness. God is an energy of upliftment, enjoyment peace, happiness, all positive. That is who God is to me. And um, what do you think or what do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? Have we chosen to be here in a human body? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> when we were on the other side, we couldn't wait to get here because we were, oh, I won't forget. I won't forget who I am. I promise mm. I won't forget until we forgot. <laughs> right. How did that happen, Heather? How, what? Oh, honey, yeah. ego. Uh, ego, 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 right. ego. Right. I mean, think about it. When you, when we're born into a family, right. I'll take my own example. You know, I was raised in a family, raised up in a white household. I'm confused starting out. You know, what's up? Not right here. I used to go around saying God got it wrong. God put a white girl in a black box. <laughs> <laughs> That's how twisted yeah. my thinking was. Yeah. Yeah. The ego is the false self, as some say, and that's the, where the fear comes from, right, Heather? The confusion fear. Yeah, you can have a healthy ego because mm -hmm. it's our earth guide. It warns us of danger and it does help us out here on this earth. Right. Yet our egos have gotten way out of control. It's driving our lives. I can see that clearly when I sense fear. That's, I know for sure that's coming from the ego. Where Almost I see definitely. fear, ego. So I have two questions for you. It's kind of fun to ask. It's about um, being a female in a human body. What do you love most about being a woman? About oh, being a woman? Yeah. Wow. That's, I've never <laughs> In all reality, the fact that as a woman, we do have the willingness to be feminine and to allow that love to come forth. Mm. That's the one thing. I, because looking at yeah. where I came from, the tomboy stage and the male, all of that, this feminine energy that I've allowed myself to be immersed in yeah. is really what has opened me up and has really allowed me to be less judgmental toward myself and toward others and to accept myself. Love, love. I feel women are more willing to allow their hearts to open because they care for babies and all of that. The other question is about the challenges that we face in a woman's body. Have you faced those challenges too? And if you did, what were they? Well, one of the challenges I faced in this body was when I got into a car accident. Yeah. I was 15 on a bike, 
and I got, you know, slammed by a car and I was in a coma and for eight weeks and couldn't walk, talk or anything like that. I remember at that age, at 15, they told me I would have to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. I said, no. I said, I'm young enough to get up and to relearn how to walk and talk and eat and write. I had to relearn all that all over again at 15. That was a challenge for me. Speaking of challenges, the word that comes to mind or the idea is healing, which is a word that I use a lot. You are a Reiki healer. So I'm very curious about that lately for some reason. So how does it work, Heather, Reiki? Is that something that you recommend? Right. Yes, because Reiki is within everybody. All it is is the energy of God. Yet the key is you've got to believe. Mm. And you've got to believe, first of all, that you can heal and that you are a healer. Second of all, you got to believe that the energy of God is working in as and through you to do that healing. And everybody has that energy to do that. And it's just a matter of just rubbing your palms together and getting it, you know, the friction real hot and heated up. And then uh, allowing that energy to flow over the area of the body that may be hurting or, or is that stressed at time. Yeah. Really, it is powerful. I do Reiki on myself. Oh, you do on yourself too. Oh, wow. Almost definitely. Is that part of the um, energy healing umbrella? I think that's what you call it, right? Energy. Yes. So you wrote two books, Five Pillars for Life and Death. What are you choosing? The question. And then the ebook, Eight Easy Steps to Improve Your Life Now. Talk to me about the books you wrote. Uh, What was the inspiration to write them, Heather? Well, my first book, Five Pillars for Life or Death, What Are You Choosing? That was uh, moving into a new stage at that time that that book came out. That was my very first book, too. I was moving into the stage of life. I was coming out of the stage of death, moving into the stage of life. I'm a big believer in public declaration, whether it be writing or over the phone, interviews, or however it may be. And that's how that book came out. Because I said, what are you choosing? Are you choosing the pillars for death or are you choosing the pillars for life? That's how that book came about. What is your idea of death, Heather? What does it mean to you to die? Well, first of all, we never die. So. Right, right. Uh, we just drop the body and take the consciousness with us. So death, I have no qualms about. No. Because there is no death. <laughs> it's just a recycling. It's just a recycling. The body has to drop because the body, you know, that's a dent tool yet. Our consciousness we take with us. Why do you think it is that, you know, we go out to the other side and, we're, you know, every night when we go to sleep, mm-hmm. that's what we do. We go to the other side, yeah, whether right. we are aware of it or not. Yeah. So the idea of death, so many people are afraid of losing the body, and that's coming again from the ego, right? That false idea yeah. of who oh, we are. definitely. And the second book you wrote was the, uh, the e-book. Talk to me about that. What was the intention of writing that book, that e-book? Well, when I moved, when I wrote that book, I was moving again into a new stage. Yeah. Eight easy steps to improve your life now. And those eight steps were the steps that I took to move into the space that I'm in that I had grown into at that time. And if you're looking, I was it was more positive because I was in a more positive space too at that time. And again, it was a public declaration. And it was my first ebook that we had put out. We got another one coming out this summer, but that was our first ebook that we put out. So I said, well, moving into this stage, let's share what we've learned with people so that they can choose or not choose. Right. I'm a big believer in sharing what it is that I receive, though I won't afford it, that I won't do. 
You host a show, a radio show called The Buzzard's Corner of Love Radio. So talk to me about that. It is the I Am a Prayer Warrior. So how often you host that show and what are the topics that you discuss? Uh, we are on every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Blogtalkradio.com slash Buzzard's Corner of Love. That's Buzzard's Corner with a K. And we talk on all different topics. I know next week we're talking about the power of power. And what we're going to be talking about next week about the power of power, meaning how powerful we are, and we don't even know that we carry this power with us. Yeah. We can move from one space to another with the ease of our mind if we chose to. Right. I mean, we can make objects move if we chose to. In fact, I had this experience yesterday, picking up other people's thoughts. Mm. The power of our power. Astounding. So we talk about things like that. I talk a lot about my life and what I'm going through and using myself as an example, relating it to spirituality because everything is spiritual. All different subjects, uh, love, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, letting go of angst energies, letting go of the past. We do affirmations. We do meditations. Second Tuesday of every month is our meditation Tuesday that we do. So we just do a variety of spiritual stuff throughout the month each week. And uh, today we are speaking about stepping out in faith. Mm -hmm. And what I will be sharing with our listeners today is, angels, if you want to move, you've got to step out in faith. I'll show you and I'll tell you how I stepped out in faith today. I'm going to be sharing with them this right here, Fit for Joy interview. I'm going to tell you, this was a stepping out in faith for me. <laughs> yeah, thank Seriously. you. Yeah, thank you for doing that, for that yeah. trust. I love your energy. Mm -hmm. I love your presence. And you have a blog post where this is all you say. It caught my attention. You said, trust that all is well, even if you don't feel it. And that is so powerful, isn't it, uh, Heather, to just know that it's okay to be okay within, to be at peace, because everything else is, although it doesn't look like or feel like sometimes, but it is. And it takes practice to get to that. I used to fight that. How come I'm not there and all that? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us. Right. It all goes back to self-worth. Yeah. How worthy do you believe you are? I know. I am worthy to receive all that God has for me, all that I was put here to experience, and all that I am here to be. That is why I'm here. We need to be reminded of that. Thank you. I love these statements, the way you stated that too, with so much conviction coming from that place, from that center, from the heart, from the spirit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Heather, thank you. I read another article that you wrote about the power of words and how important they are. Uh, you say your life, your world, everything that you experience is because of your words. Words are energy. Energy is powerful. How do we learn to become more conscious, aware of the words we use every day? Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself speak. What you think and what you speak yeah. is yeah. what you create. Right. So what are you thinking? Think about what you're thinking about, what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about, what you're thinking about. <laughs> we react to so much in life. We don't know how to respond. Yeah. We react to everything because we don't think first. Stop. Wait just a minute. Take a deep breath. Ask yourself, how do you choose to respond to this? And I used to be a reactionary person. 
So I'm only coming from the truth, angels. I used to be one who reacted to everything until it wore me down. And responding to life is so much. Because then you get to choose how you want to feel, how you want to be. You don't even have to respond if you don't choose to. And everything is choice. Choice, choice, choice. But the power of our words will create our life. Because if we say we can't, we won't. If we say we don't have it, we don't. True. Yet if we say we can, we will. And if we say we have it, we do. So why do we, why are we on the other side of it? You know, that is something that this morning I was reflecting upon this truth that we always have a choice. Always. It's always there. Always. Right. But always. Sometimes we don't see it. And that means uh, that there is something out of balance. Yeah. We are not aware enough. We are at different stages. So I love the way when you say stages, phases of life, because that's what mm-hmm. it is too, right? We are evolving. So some of us don't know yet. We need to be compassionate throughout those stages of life, of evolution, of not knowing even. The most important person you need to be compassionate to, Valeria, is yourself. Right, right. Don't beat yourself up. Don't criticize yourself. Don't judge yourself. Angels, I'm telling you from experience, Mm. I spent a lot of years beating myself up. In fact, it has just been within the last, month that I've chosen to truly, truly forgive myself for all of those years of beating myself. Don't do that. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve life. It doesn't serve anyone, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. So we're almost at the end of our conversation today, and I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything, Heather? Well, I would just like to say to all who are listening, thank you for listening. Grateful and appreciative of you. And let me tell you, angels, if you're willing, that's all you need to do is be willing. Be willing to choose something different. Step out in faith. Thank you so much again for your beautiful presence, genuine and uplifting. It's fun to listen to you. It's a lot of spiritual fun, as I call it. And let me ask you these final questions. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Success to me, to me, is knowing that I am an open vessel for God and that I am being, doing, and having what God has put me here to be, do, and have. And that's success for me. And I can't, my heart sings because I know from whence I came to who I am today. And I tell you, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here right now. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? Trust. That was the hardest for me. Trusting myself, trusting life, trusting the unseen energies, trusting my inner voice, what it was speaking to me. Trust. Trust was a mountain to climb. Yet I'm standing at that top. So it can be done. Beautiful reminder for all of us. Yes. Yes, yes. And my last question to you is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? (laughs) That life is always changing, that nothing stays the same, (laughs) and that everything is energy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's the truth of it, (laughs) 
so yeah, the energy part yeah, kind of connects to the other two, right? <laughs> Everything's That's changing. right. Right. And then nothing stays the same. Yeah. yeah. It's always dancing, always moving, transforming, right? It's beautiful, isn't it, Heather? It's so beautiful. It is. It is. And it's a choice. To dance with life, right? To be life itself, yeah. isn't it? That's right. That's right. Right. What do you choose? Because like they said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm. Right. I have been asking this question lately. What is life? What is death to you? And what is the balance between them? That's interesting that you say that now. So thank you so much again for your presence. The work you do, the healing wisdom that you share, the way you share it can be felt. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Angels, you can always go to buzzardscorner.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-A-R-D-S-K-O-R-N-E-R, buzzardscorner with a K.com. You can download our eBooks over there, Angels. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter if you'd like to and receive support in that manner. We've got our life coaching packages over there. We've also got our blog writings over there. You can start or end your day with a blog posting. We've got our past podcast that you can download and take with you each day, Angels. There's inspiration, upliftment, and positive energy to start your day all over at Buzzards Corner. That's B-U-Z-Z-A-R-D-S-K-O-R-N-E-R, Buzzards Corner with a K. And also you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all social sites, YouTube as well. Thank you so much again, Heather. And we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Heather Buzzard and her work, please visit buzzardscorner.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.